Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. If you are wise, you understand your dependence and absolute need for God to be involved in your life. You need His help and assistance. And God is willing. He is desiring to do just that. But there's a framework, His framework, that we need to function within. When we are in His will, doing His will, we are going to find God active in our life. But if we're uninterested in His will and we stray from where He wants us to be and what He wants us to be doing, then we're going to find that the enemy is going to attack and bring great sadness, despair, and hardship into our life. So what we're going to see is this. In the psalm that we're going to study, God is going to reveal to us principles whereby we can experience His presence and power in our life to give us victory and satisfaction and joy in this world. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 81. The book of Psalms and Psalm 81. Now, this is another Psalm of Asaph. And notice what it says here as we begin. The first verse in the Hebrew text is the inscription. Many times, English Bibles and Bibles in other languages do not see it as Scripture or do not include it as they should. But it says that familiar expression to the chief musician or to the choir director on the getit. Now, this is an instrument most scholars believe and so it is a psalm that is chanted with this instrument accompanying it and then again we see it's a psalm of asaf and notice what we're called to do and what's the next verse in the hebrew text perhaps the first one in yours where it says shout and this is a shout of joy it's a word that expresses confidence in god's ability to respond and deliver his people so it's a call for god to get involved in the situation oftentimes the plight of his people what they're enduring it's a call to help so he says shout shout unto the god our power now it's a word for strength and power first and foremost as this psalm begins we, we recognize God as being the source of all true power, the source of our strength. Meaning this, if God is not functioning in our circumstances, if he's not involved in our situation, then we're in trouble. And that is why we should shout, shout for joy. It's a term of worship, of praise, of acknowledging God, who is indeed our strength. 
And then again, we see another word, a synonym that means something very similar to shout, to make noise, shout to the God of Jacob. Now, we see a principle that my suspicion is that most people ignore. One of the purposes that we go through the scripture verse by verse is to assist us in learning the principles of Bible study how rightly to exegete and that means to bring out the meaning from the text now one of the chief characteristics of hebrew poetry in the psalms are just that they are poetry and the chief characteristic of hebrew poetry is what's known as parallelism and here we see something that's parallel one thing to another where it speaks of to the god of our strength that expression the god of our strength is also parallel to the god of jacob so what's the principle that we learn here well the name jacob despite the false teaching that has plagued christianity the name jacob means to follow after to pursue after it's a word of diligence a word of commitment And therefore, when we are committed to, when we are pursuing the things of God and God himself, we are going to find that pursuing, that following after God is going to be a source of strength. This is what the word of God is teaching us. Look now to the next verse. It's a verse of praise and worship as well where it says, lift up a song. And then it says, strike a drum and a pleasant violin with a harp. All of this is music unto the Lord. It accompanies worshiping him, praising him, thanking him. For why? Well, two reasons. Now, one of which is welcoming his presence with his people. And that acknowledging who he is and what he has done what he is doing and what he will do all of god's actions are good they are holy and they are righteous he's a perfect god so we want to worship him and praise him and this is what the psalmist is encouraging us now notice what the next verse says verse four in the hebrew verse three in most where it says sound in the month the shofar now this is the ram's horn and we learn i won't go into it but we have learned that this ram's horn what's called the shofar is something that is sounded and when it's heard we should remember god's provision now the term shofar comes from a hebrew word which is related to an improvement a change for the better and what we know is this worship brings that change about worshiping god acknowledging him according to and hear this again according to his framework when we approach god within the framework that his word reveals then we can expect god to to manifest himself to us provide and lead us in his will i cannot overemphasize how important it is for you and me to be committed to the will of god 
we need to be passionate about what pleases god that's what we are called to pursue and when we do remember that first principle when we pursue the things that please god we are going to become a recipient of his power in our life he's going to be actively involved this is what the scripture is saying so look again where it says sound in the month and this would be the new month now how do we know this sound in the month the shofar and then notice the second part of this verse now the word here is the word charis now this is a word that comes from the hebrew word which means to cover up and this is because we sound the shofar at rosh chodesh meaning the beginning of the month and what do we know on the biblical calendar the first day of the month is the new moon when we we proclaim the new month and we're commanded in the bible to do that we do that by seeing initially the moon is covered up we don't see it and we wait for the first portion of it and then the celebration begins now some bibles are highly influenced by human thought and they translate this absolutely incorrectly they talk about the full moon this word does not have anything to do with the full moon the full moon is in the evening of the 14th day this is the new month the first day of the month where initially you don't see the moon it's concealed it's covered that's why this word charis is here and then it begins to be revealed that's the new month the rosh chodesh the new moon and therefore it is biblically and here again biblically both mentioned in the old testament and by paul in the new testament so look again sound in the month the implication is the new month the shofar when concealed and it's speaking about the moon being concealed for the day of our our festival now the word festival comes from the hebrew word to to celebrate so there was each month a festival a new moon festival a time of celebration why well normally the first day of the month it can fall on shabbat but obviously many times it does not and therefore there's no restrictions upon it but people would not do work not do normal things they would sanctify that day that new month when they witnessed the new moon and they would celebrate and worship god and the view was because of the phrase rosh chodesh the beginning of the new it is a time where we celebrate god we worship god that he might do a new thing bring change a godly change a holy change a righteous change into our lives look at the next verse it says for a law to israel it is what is to sound the shofar that's what it's referring to it's a judgment of the god of jacob this is the second time and notice what we see here it is reminding us 
of something this law a biblical commandment not man-made not rabbinical god gave it that you sound the shofar in the new month and you do that as a way of showing your desire to obey god obedience is following after god and we see that once again it's this commitment to god pursuing god that brings about change this newness keep reading in the next verse where it says verse six in hebrew five and others a testimony in joseph it was set now what he's saying here is that joseph was used by god as a testimony he set him as a testimony joseph and what did he do well joseph really personifies he is an instrument that shows the life of israel israel just like joseph found themselves in slavery and what do we know here notice the change that god's going to bring about and all of this is in the context of rosh chodesh the new month a time of change a change that only god can provide the means for that change that's the message of of this celebration and it says a testimony in joseph most would say in the life of joseph they set him they made him literally god made him it's in the third person singular he made him how when he went forth now this is a word for going forth but in this context as a a symbol as a revealing of something he went forth he revealed himself and notice what it says over the land of egypt this is when and there's evidence of this because if you keep reading it talks about how this this testimony that god set and used joseph over egypt well what does that remind us of well turning your scripture to the book of genesis for a moment genesis and chapter 41 the book of genesis chapter 41 and look with me to verse 41 where it says and pharaoh said to joseph see i have set you over all of the land of israel there's that that phrase over israel the land of egypt excuse me i have set you over all the land of egypt and pharaoh removed his ring from his hand and he set upon it on the hand of joseph and clothed him in linen garments and set a chain now this would be like a necklace of authority set upon him a golden chain around his neck so this is when joseph went forth in egypt and he was made the leader the authority over that land by pharaoh what a change and if you know this story where did he come from he came from prison and just like that god brought about a change so we need to understand the psalmist and what he's saying in these words and pay attention to the repetition of them to understand what is being said so 
this testimony that that God made Joseph to be when he went forth over the land of Egypt and notice it says here and a language I did not know I heard now it's interesting because if you go to the rabbinical commentaries they will say and they elaborate and this is not biblically what it's biblical what it's saying here is this joseph came forth and he heard a language he didn't know but he says i didn't know it but i heard now that word heard can imply also in this context understanding it and joseph learned almost immediately this land language of egypt in order that he could rule over the people and and give them the revelation of god and it was that dream interpreting that caused joseph to rise up so he heard a foreign language but he understood it this is what the text is saying look now to verse 7 in hebrew 6 and others and i removed the the suffering of his shoulder now what is this talking about all the laboring joseph through god's positioning him in that location that leadership position joseph was able to bring about a change for the hebrew people in egypt so he says i removed the suffering of his shoulder meaning the shoulder, the labor, the burden that Israel was carrying. And his hands from the the basket that was passing through, meaning that they would carry things upon their shoulder and they would also move things in buckets. Now, what it's talking about is all the hard labor under Joseph, this stop. This is what it's saying. And then the next verse in trouble you called out and i delivered you now here again god's doing it all the praises are to him but he is using joseph as an instrument to bring this about god gets the glory god is arranging it but he's using joseph to bring it about so on all of this trouble this word can mean tribulation you've called and i delivered you i answered you in in the hidden and it says even though i answered you in the hidden places notice the next word thunder he says i answered you quietly hiddenly but like thunder and he says i tested you at the waters of of conflict selah so god worked he was faithful but he tested the people to see if they had really grown and understood the framework of god and we know that at these waters of of contention the children of israel didn't fare well they were not obedient look at verse verse 9 in hebrew 8 and others god speaks in disappointment he says my people listen and i will testify among you but israel if you will listen to me but here's the problem 
Israel's not listening. Israel's not responding to God. And therefore, he says, had you done so, there would not be among you any foreign god, meaning any idols, any idolatries. No, or there would not be any foreign god that you would be bowing down to. Now, what is Asaf saying? Had the children listened, the children of Israel listened to God and followed him and heard his testimony, how God responded to the people, they would have never fallen into idolatry. But we know, and we're going to see this in a moment, the people were not listening. And think about the faithfulness of God. Next verse. Here, and this is something that that is repeated over and over in the scripture and also in the rabbinical prayers and what i'm what am i speaking about the exodus from egypt how important that event is it shows god's faithfulness to redeem the people out of bondage and we see what brought the people into bondage sin they sold joseph into slavery and therefore as you do unto others you are asking it to be done to you so they sold joseph into slavery and they found themselves and slaves in egypt but god was faithful he heard he responded he delivered and it says here look at this verse verse 11 in hebrew 10 and others and i the lord your god some might say i am the lord your god the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now, why did God do that? Well, he did it in order to position his people to be blessed. That's God's nature. That's God's desire to bless his people. But again, that's only within the framework, his framework, what he has set before us, what he has commanded us to do. So he says, I am the Lord your God, the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And if we submit to him, notice what he says. Which means broaden or make wide your mouth and I will fill it. That's God's desire to fill us, to give us good things, to satisfy us. But notice the problem. I said this earlier. But my people did not hear my voice and israel did not and it's simply so important to look at the original language because we have a couple words for want and probably the strongest one is this one it is the word in hebrew when we talk about uh having a an appetite we use this word when you're really hungry you have a strong desire for food your whole body fills this and what it's saying here look at this 12th verse in hebrew 11 and others my people did not hear or listen to my voice and israel did not desire me avali did not want me that's what it's saying had no desire for god and it was a strong desire that they had for not god and this is very disturbing verse verse 13 in hebrew 12 and others 
and i sent him and this is the response because they did not want him god says i sent him meaning the people i sent him in the 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 strength of their hearts now this is a word that speaks of of strength but also a stubbornness and that's the problem the people were stubborn to do what they want to live within their will their framework and they rejected god so he sent them away in the stubbornness of their heart and they walked in their counsels meaning in their own desires in their own perspective what a dangerous thing to do we don't want our own counsel we see things dimly incorrectly it's only when we are with god hearing his voice do we have his illumination that he lights things up so that we can can see and make wise decisions his decisions those decisions that are pleasing him not too long ago i was listening to a recording and it's about an israeli air force pilot and he is traveling in a very expensive jet airplane a fighter jet and what happens well that that canopy over the pilot and his navigator dislodged and blew off a very dangerous thing to be in and the pilot calmly called and asked for permission to land at the nearest airport military airport air force airport and what did he say please turn on the lights he understood that if he couldn't see correctly if there was not the illumination he could not land in the right place properly and without the illumination from god his revelation and this is his revelation this book we're not going to be able to get to the right location make the right decisions and do the right things we are dependent absolutely utterly upon the illumination the revelation of god and not our own counsel now next verse verse 14 in hebrew 13 and others where it says lu ami shomeli lu is a word that expresses great desire we might translate it if only if only my people listens to me now there's a change because we saw this same expression but there was a grammatical change now when and in this verse the change was from the past to the present tense and i've shared with you many times when the present tense appears in hebrew in the bible it's saying this is important it's emphasizing it and god says that's who's speaking if only my people the people of god israel if only my people listens to me and israel in my ways they would walk now notice it tells us another principle and as you go through this we're skipping over a lot of principles but here's one that i want to focus in on for a few minutes and it's this when i emphasize listening to god how do you do that by reading and studying his word 
carefully i've said many times the most important part of interpreting studying the bible is time investing hours in the word of god what a profitable use of time so when we do that we learn this principle when we hear god that listening to god enables us to walk in his ways and this is where we want to be this is where the blessings are this is where his provision is found this is where his presence is so we have to hear in order for us to walk in his ways verse 15. now had we done that we would have reaped the benefits and that's what this next verse is speaking about god was ready god is able and god was willing but because of the poor choices of israel we can make it personal god wants to help me god is able to help me he wills to help me he's sovereign too but if i utilize my free will to make rebellious foolish decisions against his purposes his plan his revelation his truth it's not going to end well notice what he says kimat oivehem achnia what this is saying kimat means almost and how we should understand it in this context when we render it into english is god is speaking and saying i was about almost their enemies i was about to subdue bring them to submissiveness the enemy it is an image of of defeating them rendering them powerless causing them to submit to the things of god but he says i was about why didn't he go through with it because the people were not listening to god he goes on and says in the last part of this verse concerning their enemies i and here again the implication is i was about i was ready i was prepared to turn my hand and the implication is against them but because you weren't listening because you did not desire me because you did not want to be in my framework but walk and live according to your own counsels this didn't happen and we need to see something else look at the next verse where it says the enemies of the lord deny him now i realize most bibles will say are are deceitful to him lie to him but what it literally says is the enemies of god deny him they they do not live in a way that demonstrates that testifies that they recognize his lordship that he is god and this word god in hebrew elohim if you study it you will find that one of the the frequent words they give to help you understand it is the hebrew word shofet meaning judge they did not acknowledge that he was judge the ruler that his word is what mounts what what matters and therefore because of that they deny him and it came about their time and this means a time of tribulation 
a time of suffering their time of tribulation leolam was forever now who are we speaking about the enemies god was about to do something but because the enemies of the lord lie to him deny him what's going to happen well they are going to enter into eternal tribulation now let's look at the last verse verse 17 in hebrew 16 in other translation god goes back to reminding us as asaf concludes this psalm reminding us of what god wants to do what is his desire what's his nature how does god want to respond well he says here and he will feed him this is what god wants to do feed him meaning israel from the best of the wheat now it's a word here chelev which is from the richest part the very best part of the wheat and from the rock honey god wants to satisfy so he wants to nourish and not just give us what we need to survive but he wants us to be satisfied he says and i will satisfy you with that honey from the rock so god is a great god god is a blessed god god is a powerful god and if we are wise enough humble enough and trusting enough god will give us illumination to understand his revelation to see things properly so that we can position ourselves in his will he will empower us to do his purposes and we are going to see things clearly from his perspective so we make right decisions that that bring into our life his presence and his provision his promises his blessings everything that we need so that we can live a victorious life and what is a victorious life praising god in all circumstances being content because of this covenantal relationship i may lack this i may have this problem these may be my enemies but if god's with me i know something that my future is a glorious future why because of that covenantal relationship because of those covenantal promises for me it's just a matter of time until things get very very good but realize those who do not have a covenantal relationship it's just a matter of time before things get disastrous and they will remain disastrous forever and ever and ever there is a very clear choice to be made my hope my prayer is that you would make that choice according to god's truth his revelation relying upon his illumination so that you can be the recipients of this wonderful improvement that god wants to give to us forever well i'll close with that until next week shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others 
Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.